Welcome to the All Seven Days Podcast. I'm Stan. That's Trevor. Yeah, that's who he is, and he's still in his house, uh, quarantined because he's got something. I, I'm looking at you right now, Trevor, and you have the skunk stripe of Greg. Right. From mustache to beard, it's just straight down. You guys check out YouTube. Crazy. All Seven Days on YouTube, and see. <laughs> It is the nuttiest looking. I don't know anybody that has that but you. That's cool. Uh, uh, what guess. are we doing here? This is the All Seven Days podcast where we're just a couple of guys taking questions and looking at skunk stripes on their mustaches and beards. Uh, <laughs> send your questions in to ask at all seven days.com, 864 9473. Leave us a voicemail or text and join the All Seven Days Hangout on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube, like I just said, and you can see Trevor's skunk stripe. It's, uh, <laughs> I guess we cool. know what the title of this podcast is going to be. <laughs> yes, I do know what the po- what the podcast title is going to be at this point, and I bet you don't, but you will when you see it. I have I it in mind. I'm not going to. That's one thing that I really love is the pictures and then the the quirky little name you come up with for each <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, I just I just got one. I, I got to hang on. I got to write it down. I got to write it down. At my expense, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> it's going to be great. All right. So uh, what are we doing today? What are you doing today, Trevor? Sounds like you, uh, you've you already had your workout. You slept in. And then... Uh, <laughs> I workout. slept till 8. <laughs> slept till 8 o'clock. What yep. did you, uh, just think of all the productivity you lost by sleeping till 8 o'clock. I know, right? I could have... What could I... <laughs> <laughs> drawn a blank i don't know nothing i got nothing i don't know what i could have done i, I washed dishes mm-hmm. i folded laundry i swept the floors drank my coffee all before going to work out at 10 o'clock did a workout at 10 and what kind of workout was this today i know you're a crossfit guy so it had a lot of different moves to it but uh today today was simple uh but a lot of reps so it was um a lot of cleaning jerks, and then we had. Uh, so what you're saying is it was like a worship song. <laughs> <laughs> Simple with a lot of repetition. Right, and then we had to do. We had a bunch of uh, weighted step ups, so you had to carry a, like a dumbbell and step up onto a box. How tall was the box? Uh, two feet, two twenty four inches. That's pretty. That's a pretty big step. I did 150 of them. God. <laughs> <laughs> See, my hamstrings would have said five. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got, thir- got like about halfway and I was already questioning why I just, dis- I signed up to do that. And... <laughs> but once you start, you can't stop. So well, that, that's what I've heard. That's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah. You're, you're right. Uh, you know, I, I'm more into the endurance type stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I have any kind of semblance of physical shapeness to me, I do the endurance stuff because I can't build yeah. muscle mass. I don't know why. So I, I guess I'm just more prone to let's let's go do this activity for a really long time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so the very first time I rode the assault on Mount Mitchell, if you don't know what that is, go look it up. It's it's a pretty pretty great uh, bike ride in South Carolina and North Carolina. Uh, I was halfway 
up the Blue Ridge Parkway approaching Mount Mitchell. And I was the whole time I was thinking, if anyone offers me a ride in one of these SAG vehicles, I'm going to take it. <laughs> take it. <laughs> but I'm not going to ask for one. But if they offer me a ride, I'm getting in. Did you did you ride with your thumb out like you were hitchhiking? <laughs> I couldn't let go of the handlebars or I would have crashed <laughs> because the hill was so steep. Oh, man. Well, anyway, I'm sure our listeners are just riveted just. <laughs> at this point. But they love uh, it. They, they, they do. They do. I guess. So anyway, we uh, we do have a question to answer. And uh, anyway, how how are how are you and Jameson doing? Still quarantined. Another week later. Uh, we try to get outside, just like in the yard. Um, we kick the soccer ball a lot. We just do stuff outside, just in our space mostly. Yeah. So I this is, we just came out of Easter weekend. This is Easter Monday, I think they call it. So uh, what did you do for Easter? Well, I was I was alone yesterday, <laughs> and uh, it rained all day. <laughs> it was bad. It was a very stormy, nasty day yesterday here. So um, I went and worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what I did this weekend? It took, uh, it, it took me Friday the, and Saturday to complete this task, um, and I almost, almost, almost blew my house up doing this. So, what do you think I did over the weekend? You rewired something. I worked on my motorcycle. Ah, so okay. The motorcycle, since since the cancer stuff happened, uh, you know, a little over a year ago now, the motorcycle has been sitting in the garage, and the the carburetor got gummed up. So I had to clean mm-hmm. the carburetor. So I've I've never I've never done anything like this. Usually when I work mechanically, I fix one thing to break three. You right. Know, that's just the kind of the way it does. So uh, Friday I got the carburetor off. So so what was happening? Uh, it's actually a dual carburetor bike. So it's it's a twin cylinder. It's a Triumph. So it's got two carburetors, one for each cylinder. And it was only firing on one cylinder. So, you know, everything, all the research I did said your carburetor's gummed up. One of them's working, one of them's not. So I took the thing off, which was a feat unto itself, and <laughs> cleaned it and put it back together. And then when I fired it up, the opposite cylinder was firing. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to do it again, right? So No, so... I was just really frustrated. I just left it. I left it in the garage. In the middle of the night, our dog Rocky gets up, and he needs to go potty. So I get up with him. I go in the living room, and all I can smell is gasoline, and it's bad. Mm. And so I go out to the garage where the bike is, and gasoline is literally puddling in the floor. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? So I I open the garage door, which... After I hit the button, I was scared to death because, you know, it's an electrical thing. And if it sparked, you know, the house is going up. I roll the bike out of the garage. I get towels. I drop all the gas. And uh, I, I left the gas turned on on the bike. So I turned it right. off, and the dripping stopped. And the bike is dry. I can't find it anywhere. I don't know where it's coming from. So the next day, I get on the Google machine, and I find out, well, when you reassemble these things, sometimes the float bolt, the float, which which floats up 
when it's got enough gas and when it drops down. It's kind of work, works kind of like a toilet, right? When the float right. comes down, the, the gas turns on, and when it fills up in the carburetor, it shuts it off. Sometimes they'll get stuck. So if you take a screwdriver handle and just whack the side of the thing, a lot of times it'll fix it. So <laughs> I did, and it did, and I fired it up, and it's running great. So, <laughs> so I did fix it. Uh, but I almost blew the house up in the process. So if you're ever considering me to work on your motorcycle, make sure your house insurance is in full. Yes, up to date when you come to work on it. That's right. So anyway, once again, riveting story for our listeners. And uh, (laughs) so anyway, we've got a great question, though, coming up. It is the question about Jacob wrestling with God. So we'll take a quick break. This is the All 7 Days Podcast. Hey, pastors and church administrators, listen to this. All Seven Days is proud to be partnered with Faith Teams. Faith Teams is a web-based church management software with all the features your church needs and priced so that any church can afford it. It's packed with features including attendance tracking, kids check-in, volunteer scheduling, automated guest follow-up, contributions, online giving, and text to give built-in email and text messaging tools, and a whole lot more. Best of all, it's all in one single system at a price that makes sense. They have a free 14-day trial so you can try the entire system before you pay a dime. Keep it in pay just $40 a month. That's right, $40 a month for every available feature. Go to all7days.com slash faithteams to learn more and use the links provided for your free 14-day trial. When you sign up, tell them All 7 Days sent you. Faith Teams, the easy and affordable church management software. Welcome back to the All 7 Days Podcast. I'm Stan That's Trevor. And we're going to answer Robert's question today. He's looking at the scripture about Jacob wrestling with God. And he wants to know what we should get from that story. That's That's a crazy, crazy, it's a crazy scripture. It's a crazy story. Uh, mm-hmm. to get to this point. So let me, uh, let me recap the story that gets us to the point of Jacob wrestling with God. And I think it'll give us a little backstory for it and help us maybe understand a little bit of what's going on. So to recap the story, this is very early on in uh, Jewish history, right? We have Abraham who's chosen by God to go out into the wilderness to occupy a land that he's going to show him, right? And Abraham and his wife, Sarah, have a son, and his name is Isaac, right? And Isaac uh, has twins by his wife, and that's Esau and Jacob, right? So this is only, the, the uh, you know, one generation removed from Abraham. Esau and Jacob are twins. Jacob's hand comes out first, and there's a, a like a... a, a, a thread or something tied around his wrist his hand goes back in and then his brother Esau comes out first so Esau is the oldest which means he's supposed to inherit everything from his dad firstborn gets the inheritance the birthright as they called it and um, Jacob is and Esau is also the dad's favorite right he's he's hairy He's like you, Trevor. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> super hairy, and uh, and he's but he's also a hunter. He's like a man's man. He he is a hunter, right. and like uh, me, 
Yes, Man's like you. Man. Now, uh, Jacob is more the mama's boy. He's more like me, you know, fair-skinned, not very good with his hands, <laughs> but he can cook. <laughs> he can cook. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the story is uh, that he, uh, 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 Isaac is, is about to die, and uh, he asks for his son Esau to go kill some venison and fix him this stew that he likes, right? And then uh, while he's gone to hunt the deer, um, Jacob and his mom cook up this scheme. They kill a goat, fix it like it's the venison that his dad likes. They take the goat skin, paste it on his arms and, and all around him so that when he goes in, he can trick his dad, who has now lost his eyesight, by the way, that he is Esau and he will get the blessing of the birthright. So they do that, they steal the birthright, and then, you know, it's like war between brothers at that point. And Jacob has to split town and goes to um, actually some family members uh, and where he um, works for his wife for seven years. Mm -hmm. And after working for his wife for seven years, um, he gets tricked. And when he, after the wedding ceremony is over, quote unquote, uh, he realizes that the person he married is not uh, Rebecca, but her sister, wait, did I get that name right? Anyway, he gets the ugly sister. He gets the ugly he sister. He gets the, the weak-eyed, as it says in the Bible. So, But she's older. And he says, well, you know, we, it's not our tradition to, his, his, his father-in-law says, you know, we're supposed to marry our older one first, but if you'll work for me another seven years, you can have the other sister. So he does. So he works for 14 years for these two wives. <laughs> I think he got shorted there. But, you know, he has kids, he, he, his, his fortune grows. Um, he, he becomes quite wealthy and finally decides it's time for me to break this work relationship with my father-in-law. And he starts, he, he takes all his belongings and he heads out, kind of sneaks away. And, uh, this is, um, so it's, it's on this journey back to, uh, to go home basically that we find, uh, Jacob in this situation so he also learns that on this journey back Esau is coming to meet him with an army of 400 men right so here we have this this clash of brothers that's about to happen and Jacob is really worried about this he's really scared of his of his older brother Esau so much so that he takes his all his belongings in his camp and divides it into into a couple of pieces mm -hmm. so that if one is attacked, the other might escape. Right. So that's how concerned he is about his family and about his belongings. And then right, right before this happens, the wrestling story, he, he takes what's left of his family, his wives and his kids, and he sends them on ahead of him, and he is now alone in this wilderness, I guess you could say, um, but he's, he's by himself. 
and he's going to spend the night wrestling with God. So let's pick this up, Genesis 32, um, in verse 22, and let's just read this account. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 children, and crossed the ford of Jabbok. He then took them and sent them across the stream and everything else he had, and Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint, and he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, you sh Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. And he said, Why is it that you ask me my name? And there he blessed them. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him, and he passed Penuel, whatever that is, limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. So what are we supposed to get from this story? Well, let's, let's break the story down a little bit and ask a few questions. So... Um, Jacob is now alone. Why, why, Trevor, do you think he's now alone? What was his thinking to send his wives and kids? It's just so strange to say wives and kids. I just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not in, not in our culture to say that. Uh, but uh, why, is, why does he send his family, uh, the, the last of his belongings, across the, the stream, as it says, and why is he alone now? Well, he sent them with a message that in case they were to run into Esau, that he sent his gifts ahead to his Lord Esau, That's and right. that he is the servant because yeah. he's so afraid. Yeah. And so I think he he's he's trying to delay the inevitable of getting to his brother because he's so scared. Right. And and trying to appease him, right? So with the gifts, right. like you mentioned, that's true. I didn't I didn't mention the gifts in the story. That's a very good very good catch. Uh, he did. He did break out pieces and send them ahead as as gifts, as peace offerings. I guess you could say. But why stay by himself that night? It's a good question. I'm not sure why he. Uh, the prey, maybe. Yeah, to, I, uh, I think probably so. I think. Uh, I think this is his his last attempt to to talk to god about what's going on mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't really say why he why he left himself alone there um but i th i have to believe um that at this point he's he's done all he can to prepare for what's going to happen and he's gonna he's gonna spend the night alone praying and asking god for help i i, I just think that's right. what's going to happen so i think you're right um so then we have the wrestling scene. As soon as it says he was left alone, it says, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. So uh, the first question is, who is the man? Well, we later find out that it, it is God in human form. Yeah. Correct. That's correct. Um, 
maybe it initiated when he was by himself and started to pray that God decided that he needed to come see him face to face. Yeah, God initiates this match, doesn't he? It mm-hmm. says a man came and wrestled with Jacob. It doesn't say Jacob wrestled with a man. It right. says the man came and wrestled with Jacob. So here we have God. We do see that later, that Jacob firmly believes, I have seen God face to face, and yet my life's been delivered. So he's wrestling with God here. and But God initiate, initiates the match, uh, mm-hmm. if you can call it that. So uh, and, and they wrestled all night long, which <laughs> I... If you ask <laughs> that's, me, a long, it, that's a long time to wrestle. I mean, if you think sundown to sun up to be in a wrestling match that long, <laughs> I, I know, you know, really that I've got two different images in my mind right now. I've got Greco Roman wrestling, like you see in colleges and high schools. Right. And I see WWE, you know, guys coming off turnbuckles, smashing each other with chairs. <laughs> right. <laughs> and dirty managers running around outside with, you know, uh, doing crazy stuff, cheating and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so uh, somewhere in between those two images, we've, we've got these two guys who are fighting and mm-hmm. uh, or wrestling, as it says. Um, and that's, that's just – that's I can't imagine going – 15, 20 minutes, much less yeah. all night. Uh, so uh, there is there is some determination here, I think is the point of the all night. Right. There's, there is um, absolute um, just whatever, whatever we're after here, whatever we're fighting for here, uh, I'm not quitting until I get what I want or I'm dead. Right. I have to believe it's... And he wanted to be... Jacob wanted to be blessed. And so yeah. maybe that's why he wouldn't give up. Right. So what was the outcome of the wrestling match? Uh, an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one thing. That's right. He was then renamed. He got a new name. But who won the and, match? Well, I, I don't think anybody won. It sounds like a draw, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's it. Uh, it does say. Um, then he said, "Let me go, for the day is broken." But Jacob said, "I will not let you go unless you bless me." So that kind of makes me feel like Jacob had the upper hand, and he said, Possibly "I'm not going to so. let you go." Possibly. Maybe he had him in a, a nice choke. <laughs> Had <laughs> been a Nelson, Nelson kind of deal. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say Jacob beat God in a wrestling match. <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy that says it. That that's kind of weird to say, isn't it? That that a man fought with God all night and it and no one prevailed. I mean, it was. Um, but he did say you ha- and you've wrestled with God and with men and have prevailed. So um, it sounds like it sounds to me like what Jacob wanted, he got. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned um, you mentioned that there was an injury involved. Okay, so now we have to for with that injury. Uh, what was the injury? Uh, he 
basically dislocated his hip. Dislocated his hip. And who did it to who? God touched Jacob's hip. Yes. So I have to say this right now. How many preachers on TV say God will not do anything to harm you? He only wants to bless you, and he only wants to heal you. I've seen quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> now, here we have an example, a biblical example, where, yes, God blessed Jacob, but it included God injuring, not healing, Jacob. He put his hip out of socket so that from that point on, he walked with a limp caused by God. So if you ever hear anyone say God only wants to heal you, he never does anyone harm, physical harm is right here in the scripture caused by God to Jacob who is now named Israel. Correct. Right? Hey, Jameson's okay. behind you. <laughs> you ran away <laughs> we're wrestling tonight <laughs> awesome awesome <laughs> don't dislocate his hip i won't i promise <laughs> so that's my point all right so um god sometimes will put your hip out of joint and it is probably the best if he does that know that is the best thing for you it is part mm -hmm. of the blessing um because later on in the story, we see that when Jacob and Esau finally meet, he, Jacob, or Jacob is completely humbled at this point and completely relying on God for what he needs at that point. And that is reconciliation with his brother. And I believe the limp, right, is part of that. He softened him up maybe a little bit with the gifts that he sent ahead. And now he comes and sees Esau, and Esau sees him limping, and he's like, I, I can't. I can't do what I had in mind to do with these 400 men. My brother right. is, is compromised. You know, he's compromised physically. And that, you know, allowed them to embrace and have a great reunion and go back. Um, so does God always want to bless you as a Christian? Absolutely yes. What does that look like? <laughs> Sometimes it's it's it hurts. Sometimes it hurts. So. I, I think people they lose sight, you know, when they they ask for things that it's all going to be just a blessing given to me without any type of like sacrifice or right. any type of hardship to get through to get to that blessing. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I you're so right. Um. So here we have Jacob with a limp. He's got a new name, but I think he also blessed him with an increased faith, right? Because now, you know, he, he has to rely on God. So the, the big question now is what do we get from this story? What, what can we as modern, you know, 21st century Christians get from this story? You know, and I guess we have to answer, ask the question, can we wrestle with God? Is it possible for us now to wrestle with God. And I think metaphorically we can say yes. Yes. You know, I, I hope to never wrestle with God physically because I don't think I could wrestle. 
Jacob did. I think I'm yeah, going can down. we just rest for 10 minutes, uh, maybe? You know, I think probably 15 seconds I'm tapping out. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, metaphorically, I think we do wrestle with God. I think we should wrestle with God a lot. Um, right. You know, and, but what over? Um, you know, we, we, have our, we have our own uh, failings and shortcomings and needs and wants and, and things that uh, we need to wrestle with God sometimes about. Sometimes we want things we shouldn't want. We need to wrestle with God about that to have our, have our will right. changed to align with his will. Um, sometimes we want things that, um, that we believe are God's will is God's will and we should wrestle mm-hmm. with God about that. We have not because we ask not. That's, you know, that little phrase comes from the Bible. So, um a lot of things that we don't have um it's because we have asked for them or at least not uh, persisted in asking for them. So, I think there is a, a right kind of wrestling with God. Uh and I think anything we can bring to God, we can <clears throat> come with come with a a perseverance in prayer. Um, you know, especially if it's over someone we love who isn't saved, uh, especially things like that, um, we can wrestle with God over them and ask and ask and ask and plead and, and, uh, and, and ask for his blessings in that. And I think God does want to bless us. I think he really, really does. But I think we have to have our perception changed on what blessing is. Mm-hmm. It might be material things, but it might not be. And it might right. look like God is <laughs> not blessing us when he indeed he is, right? Correct. Um, uh, I've, got a, I've got a friend who listens to this podcast. His name is Chuck. He's just had his second leg amputated, and he has handled it with such joy and grace and was excited to get the second leg done, right? Um, right. Because he knew it was going to be better for him. And mm-hmm. he's, he's, his faith has grown in it, in this whole scenario. And uh, he's, 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 he's become one of my heroes. He's just amazing. And, right. uh, you know, his, his humor is just great. Um, so, uh, I, you know, sometimes we don't get physically healed, but sometimes we get a limp that glorifies God more than our physical healing. So. Uh, so what can what kind of physical or what kind of I'm sorry not physical what kind of blessings can we expect from God? What can we ask for? What can we wrestle for um, that that God would bless us with? Uh, I think um, you know direction or purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people try to figure out what their plan or their purpose is on their own in their own way or force things without really seeking God, like, hey, show me what your plan is for me, and yeah. let me, you know, guide me in that direction, not let, you know, I think I have a plan, I need to follow that plan. Yeah. Um, I I pray that God uses me however he wants to use me. Mm-hmm. And I, I pray that constantly, uh, because for a while I didn't know how I should be used um, so I, I continuously pray, you know, how use me as a tool to um, do your will, whatever that may be. Yeah. And I think that's a blessing in itself um, to have that ability to share uh, God's love, his peace, um, his blessings. I mean, he's blessed me 
when I don't deserve it. Oh yes. Uh, so uh, I don't ask for uh, material things. I ask for things that you can't touch. You know, just mm-hmm. things you can experience. Um, opportunities. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. Um, I do. I, I do pray for healing. Um, the healing of people's hearts. Yeah. Of my heart, that's soul, good. my thoughts. Um, not so much uh, physical healing. Um, because I think that's part of uh, God's process. Yeah, um, I think it can. His plan for our lives. Yeah, I, I don't think we. I don't think it's. I don't think it's wrong to pray for physical healing. Um, because God can get glory from that as well, and I've seen right. it happen as well. Um, You've experienced it. <laughs> well, I have, but it you know it wasn't. It wasn't a supernatural kind of healing that most people are are actually looking for, right? The, right. Let's let's take this tumor and make it disappear, kind of, right? Kind of healing. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was the, uh, it was the. Let's go through the process and and come through. Right. Uh, I think God's that's a more appropriate prayer, you know, for healing. Sure, but um, I mean, you know, and I've seen I've seen the other happen too, where we've you know we've prayed for people to be healed, and and they were, and they didn't have to have the surgery, or they didn't have to have you know all the treatments or whatever, and that's that's awesome too. Uh, when there's right. when there's a bigger purpose behind that, um, so I have a there as a guy I used to uh, used to know. Uh, back in South Carolina, who was a grandfather and uh, was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, he was given a number of weeks to live. And he saw in his Bible where it says, if anyone is sick, call for the elders, let them anoint, yeah, anoint them with oil, pray for them, and, uh, you know, and ask God to heal them. And he did that. And the next scan he did, he was clear. Wow. Then a year later, um, the cancer came back and shortly after that he died. He was asked after the cancer came back, why do you think God healed you and then allowed the cancer to came back? He said, I'm not surprised at all. And they said, what do you mean? He said, the only thing I asked God for was to live long enough to see my grandson saved and I've seen that and God took him home yeah. after that and I thought right. that <laughs> that <laughs> that's the reason you ask for healing right right that's that's the that's the right response um, yeah. to see to see others come to Christ mm-hmm. you know either through or because of that healing and then once that's been used up it's okay We'll, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll glorify God in heaven. You know, that's, that's awesome too. So, um, anyway, um, thought that was a, that was a great, great example that he set. So anything else that you think we can get from this story, Trev? Uh, it shows you, um, the power of God. I think the fact that, um, he, re- Jacob wrestled with God all night long tangled back and forth and then just in one touch he dislocated his hip that just shows you 
uh, just the strength and the power of God and like that, he could have easily defeated Jacob if yeah. he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, so it just shows you how, how powerful God really is and, and what his plan is. He ha he has a purpose for everything that he does. And, um, such a good point. The restraint and the patience of God with us, yeah. with us wretched sinners. You know, I've, I've recently watched uh, the uh, the video again of R.C. Sproul uh, on a panel taking questions and and people talking about the the uh, what seems to be the huge overreaction by God to banish Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden for their one little sin, quote unquote, right? And he's like, the problem we have is that we have lost sight of who God is. We think he's this cuddly love teddy bear that sees no wrong in his people like a doting parent over a spoiled brat child. Right. When God is this holy, righteous judge of all the universe that cannot tolerate sin in the slightest and promised Adam and Eve that they would die if they ate and they ate and they didn't die immediately. He could have wiped them from the face of the planet right then and there, but he was patient with them, mm -hmm. clothed their nakedness out of grace and sent them out of the garden. And then <laughs> Sproul turns to the audience and says, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a classic moment. But um, yeah, God's patience and restraint and, and ultimate strength and power to allow a man to wrestle with him all night. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's, that's good. I, I hadn't thought of it from that point. That's, that's really good. Anything else? No, I think that's pretty good. Cool, cool. Well, we appreciate everyone listening and listening to our uh, insane ramblings <laughs> at the beginning of this show. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and we ask you to send your questions in at askatall7days.com, 864-660-9473, voicemail or text. Uh, give us a review on iTunes for the podcast. Let us know how we're doing. Let others know about the podcast. And support us at all7days.com slash shop. And remember, this is the All 7 Days podcast where the goal is to get you to think so highly of God that you forget about yourself. Now go give someone what you value most today. 